Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the Catwoman to my Batman? Kinky. Chris. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> we are Amazing Fantasy Football, and we are here to cover some uh, draft reactions, because, you know, newsflash, the NFL draft just happened what, yep, what? yesterday, <laughs> and the day before, and the day after that, or the day before that. But uh, let's start off with how you doing today, Chris? Uh, feeling a little under the weather. Folks at home might be able to hear the difference in my my voice, uh, but uh, I'm going to push through and give you some uh, A grade post draft analysis. Almost said pre. It's probably more like D or C, but you know, I speak for myself only. There you go. Uh, but otherwise, you know, uh, life is good. Uh, what a freaking draft! And how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, you know, got some good sleep last night got some coffee in me what i'm going to record at night we're doing the morning just to kind of cover all aspects of the draft the show's going to be out a little bit later still going to be out on a sunday like we have been but it's just going to be a little bit later in the day mainly because we wanted to make sure that there wasn't any like late draft surprises anything like that any sort of like weird bonkers news that happened like later in the draft like i don't know all of this off season plus we were on vacation this weekend you know yeah, I just got back, went and visited Chris over in his uh, the great state of um, Illinois, where gas is very expensive. But I'm talking like a dad now, so let's keep <laughs> on going with that news, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, some news? Oh, see, there it goes. My apologies. <clears throat> so for those who don't know, A.J. Brown was traded to the Eagles. Uh, more or less, they took the A.J. Brown and they turned him into Traylon Burks. Yep, there you go. That's in a good way to say it. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll kind of expand upon saved that. Saved money on not giving A.J. Brown uh, an average of $25 million a year. Yep. Uh, rumor is, mill, which is what the Eagles gave him. Oh, not rumor mill. Brown himself said they offered 16. Uh, Tennessee offered Brown A.J. Brown 16 before deciding to move him. We talked about it before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> you know, let's uh, move on until the next. Let's finish up the Well, news. actually, before we move on, mm -hmm. where does that leave the Titans and where does that leave the Eagles now after that trade? You know, like, like I said, the, the, um, the Titans took more or less took more or less took that Brown, that trade with AJ Brown, turned it into Traylon Burks. You weren't super in love with Traylon Burks before the draft. Not that you hated him, but you just weren't mm -hmm. like, he wasn't maybe not as high three, as yeah. I was, who was not as high as some, some were like, you know, I've seen Traylon Burks going like number one in people's rookie uh, dynasty rookie uh, rankings, which mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Which you know, being a fantasy analyst myself, I'm still relatively new for the dynasty thing, so I kind of like to look at those just to kind of uh, gauge where I am versus you know everyone else. And I'm just like number one overall. Like we can talk about that later, but that's interesting. Titans still have Robert Woods, who they traded mm -hmm. for in the off season. Mm -hmm who's coming back from an ACL injury, but that happened in like the, the end of October, if memory serves correct. So he might be, get, might be ready for the beginning of the season, might be mm -hmm. put on the pup. Hard to say right now where it's May 1st, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but they did draft, the Titans also drafted Daz Newsom last year as well. Didn't see hardly any playing time, but he was a raw kind of talent or whatever. They don't, it's not like they don't have wide receiving weapons, but... It's an interesting move by them, to say the least. I don't get it. Meaning, I mean, I can get I can get my head around not wanting to pay AJ Brown twenty five million. I could absolutely get my head around that. I get it. I still think sixteen is a little insulting. Uh, from a real life football perspective, I think they, th I guess the Titans think they can plug in 
uh, their rookie and, and just move on like nothing happened. But I'm hearing scuttlebutt about Tannehill maybe not getting extended or saying, you know, refusing the extension. Uh, it's a run, very run-heavy attack. A.J. Brown goes from one run-heavy attack to another one. So I don't know production-wise, fantasy-wise, dynasty-wise, if we can expect a whole hell of a lot from him uh, in terms of like a top 10, top 12 guy. I think he's more like a wide receiver too. And then going to Tennessee, Woods should be fine, but he's going to miss some reps. And I think that's why they bring in Traylon Burks. Somebody's got to take these reps, you know. Uh, does that mean Burks is going to be A1 plus ready on week one? No, I don't think so. And I don't think anybody expects that. I assume, they, they assume yeah. they're getting back a healthy Derrick Henry. The team is built around him, and they paid him instead of a receiver. I completely disagree from every perspective, but it's what they did. I, I think it lowers the value of, of Brown. I don't think it's a great landing spot for Burks, although some people are saying the 101 or something crazy like that. And I think we'll get into this later in the show. It kind of raises the value of some of these established elite wide receivers in the in the league, especially the young ones like a CD or Jamar Chase. Okay, so what about, you kind of cover the Eagles side. I don't know if the Eagles are really that run heavy of an attack. I mean, I guess if you consider Jalen Hurts running the ball, then yeah, I'm thinking more like, I get what you're saying now. Um, let's move along to our next one. The I, Eagles I, did lead the league in rushing last year. Well, in my face. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you got a little no, bit more I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, I get it. Like AJ, uh, AJ Brown, wide receiver too. Yeah, Devonta Smith moving forward. I didn't really see him as a Wait and the see. wide receiver one there anyways. He probably would have been outside of AJ Brown going there. I don't know. It's, but it's like Marquise. AJ Brown, I, th- I feel like he's going to get more for- short uh Short yardage work, mm-hmm. you know, some some crossing routes and everything, and Devonta Smith is going to be the guy to take the top off the defense, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. On the next Brown, speaking of run heavy, <clears throat> Marquise Hollywood Brown, uh, because of his concern about, you know, what his three full years in a uh, run heavy, less pass centric attack with Mister Lamar Jackson, he gets traded uh, to the Cardinals. So <laughs> not so run heavy, <laughs> you know, they throw a ton. So uh, you know, I I like that for Marquise. I think the uh, dynasty managers are doing a little happy dance. Uh, and I think the Ravens are just going to do kind of what uh, Tennessee's doing, just wash, rinse, repeat, draft a guy, play him for three or four years. He's not going to get 80, 90, 100 catches. No way. He won't even, you know, he'll be lucky to get 120 targets and then just pay, draft another guy. So I assume the guy in uh, uh, Baltimore we want to look at is Rashad uh, Bateman from last year, a first round pick. That's important to mention, draft capital. Mm-hmm. But until I see Jackson do something through the air, I don't know if I care too much. I think it's more of a yay for for Hollywood. I think it's a yay for um, to stick on the, the Ravens side of the ball. I think it's a yay for Mark Andrews uh, oh, managers yeah. as well. Yeah, they're true. Because I mean, like one. they still have Rashad oh. Bateman. There's there's plenty, and like we like we like I was gonna say with the Titans too is that there's still quite a few wide receivers that are available in free agency that I think over the next week or even two weeks. We're we'll going to see kind of uh, like teams were just waiting to see how the draft played out and that there's guys out there that can easily be signed if to these teams that need a wide receiver presence and a veteran one. You Will Fuller's, I mean, oh, yeah. Julio, oh, the, yeah. the shell mm-hmm. of Julio Jones is still there. There's some slot receiving guy, uh, weapons out there as well. You know, just I'm not going to go down the list, but there's there's still wide receiver free agents out there available Absolutely. that, that mm-hmm. the Ravens could easily pick up and sign. Um Fuller would be excellent for that team. He's more, I mean, he's a better Marquise Brown anyways. Smaller, fast guy. Mm-hmm. Knows how to knows how to run better routes. 
has health concerns like Marquise Brown, but still. Yeah, Mark Andrews has shown that he can more or less carry an offense. He did it last year as far yeah. as the main the, the primary pass catching option. I think you I know? think this like, I, th- I think this solidifies him as the tight end one. Period. Interesting. <clears throat> I'm I mean, I, I'm I dude as a as the the guy who has Mark Andrews in our dynasty league, right. I love I love you for saying that. I'm not like in love with you, but you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> boom boom. Boop, boom, boop, boop. That's me making a heart. Yeah, yeah, um, let's move on to the Cardinal side. Like I, mm-hmm. you kind of covered it. I love it for Marquise Brown going to the Cardinals. He, I mean, don't forget that he played with Kyler in college for a year. I believe they overlapped in Oklahoma. Um, I don't necessarily love that, that narrative, but I'm just, I'm kind of worried about DeAndre Hopkins there. Like he's had some oh, injury sure. issues going mm-hmm. in. Like since he got traded to the Cardinals, he missed a pretty significant time last year. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this gives the Cardinals a really great wide receiver too that can be their one if Nuke continues to be injury riddled, you know? Or if, or if Marquise Brown is, continues to have a lack of health too, that, that helps Nuke Hopkins as well, you know? Like, I think this is all good. Like, I think it. I think it really hurts your Zach Ertz managers in Dynasty or uh, guys who are really looking forward to drafting him and redraft. But you know, I think it's good for Marquise Brown. I think you could look at him as a wide receiver three, or as of right now, look to look to draft him as your wide receiver three in redraft. Easy, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only pushback would be they like to spread it around a lot, and that goes for Hopkins and Brown and Nick. The Ertz, etc. So there's enough the balls old... to go around that that yeah, exactly. that, uh, that new that nuke in Hollywood could easily both yep. be supported by lots of volume, Tyler. lots of volume. Amen to that. Another bit of significant news here: we've got Melvin Gordon resigning with the Broncos. So you know, um, I think it's a good thing for Javante because uh, it's a familiar face, and I just I think they were going to take the next. They I think Javante and the Broncos are going to take the next step this year and give him more of the pie. What do you think, Josh? I think you're absolutely correct. I I mean. If you were a Javante Williams manager in Dynasty or a guy looking forward to drafting him highly in the in the up and coming redraft for Dynasty or for um fantasy. you know regular fantasy football, mm-hmm. does it does it kind of, you know, take some wind out of your sails, some air out of your balloon, you know, whatever? Um, yeah, sure it does. But I still think that I'm looking for Javante Williams to take a step forward this year. And instead of it being more of a 50-50 like it was last year with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, I think it's going to be more, obviously, I'm. it's more of a prediction than, you know, based on any facts or anything. But I think it's going to be more of a, a you know, one, a two-to-one split or, you know, a 60-40 split. That's pretty close to two-to-one, but still. Um, split with Javante, favoring Javante over Melvin Gordon. The front office knows what this guy is, knows what he brings to the team. And the the now the new head coaches and everything are just like yeah let's bring him back you know bring back a known commodity versus a wild card coming in out of the draft and it was only a one year deal too I don't think it's anything to worry about mm-hmm. Javante long term and they didn't draft a single running back in fact they went heavy off uh, offensive line and defense one receiver which fine they didn't really need wide receiver they didn't <clears throat> really need any other offensive weapons anyways so. Yeah, They're exactly. Pretty deep on everything. Literally, just that receiver in the fifth round, a guy out of Stanford. Other than that, all offensive line oh. and defense. That's that says something for Javante. Last bit of, I guess you could call it news. I don't think we decided if it was rumor mill still or not. Uh, apparently, the Jets had offered 
uh, San Fran the 110, so that's the 10th overall pick, and a 5th round pick for Debo and San Francisco's 2nd round pick. So you can understand why San Fran said no. <laughs> and they were also... They didn't say no, they said hell no. <laughs> well said. I mean, that's probably all we need to say about that. I just thought it was interesting as it relates to some of the guys we'll discuss today. Yeah, I mean, um, and... Ahead, do we want to do a little segue, a segue into like, I guess it's not in order or anything, but that kind of segues into one of the guys I love coming out of this draft, Garrett Wilson, which they use, the Jets used that first, mm-hmm. that 10th overall pick. I love it for the sense that, you know, I liked Wilson going into the draft, but I wasn't like as high on him as like some of the draft Knicks were, you know, the quote professionals, the guys just get paid to do it. They probably know more than I do. And that's fine. I'm not trying to belittle them or anything. I just think that if Wilson would have gone to like the Patriots or a, a team that just didn't have like a big arm quarterback, I would have been, I would not be as high on Garrett Wilson, but he's not, he's also got help around him to, to, you know. He's got help around him in the sense that Elijah Moore is there to kind of do the underneath crossing route stuff. You have a big bodied wide receiver with Corey Davis on the other side. And then you have Garrett Wilson, who has brings that blazing speed, speed to take the top off of defenses. And you have Zach Wilson with an explosive arm to get him that ball when he's running deep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and supposedly the the Jets offensive line is going to at least come into this as of right now is going to come into this next season healthy. And hopefully it gives uh, Zach Wilson a little bit more time back there to actually be able to throw that ball super deep to Garrett Wilson. I think it's going to be more in a year one of a maybe more of a Deshaun Jackson-esque, a real boom-bust guy. I'm not going to say he's going to give you every week production, but he's a good guy to have on your roster and maybe even in your starting lineup some weeks, especially if there's some positive news coming out of training camp that – you know, he's really uh, meshing well with, with Zach Wilson and everything like that. You know, like he could make, he could, I mean, if you hit on those, on those boom weeks, uh, Garrett Wilson could be great for, for your uh, starting, sorry, your starting life. Obviously I'm talking dynasty here, not so much redraft. Um, I mean, we're more, this is right after draft. We're talking more dynasty anyways, but still, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Garrett Wilson is one of the reasons why Jameson Williams left Ohio state because, well, uh, Williams, Jameson Williams, that is, was having a hard time getting reps behind Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, a guy that our Chris really liked, mm-hmm. um, uh, who went to a pretty decent landing spot as well. But, you know, I, I just like Garrett Wilson never had a, a record-breaking season like Jamar Chase did, but he is a guy who consistently got better throughout his college career from his freshman year to his abbreviated sophomore year. Remember, that was 2020. That was shortened by probably mainly by the pandemic and everything. There was a much shorter uh, Big Ten season that year. In 2020, he had five less, played in five less games, had 13 more receptions, almost 300 more yards, and an extra touchdown. So... In five last games, that's a big step right there. And then last year, it was his first year over 1,000 yards. He was well on pace for over 1,000 in that abbreviated 2020 season as well. Got 12 touchdowns last year as well. So I just, I like him. Like, you know, like I, he's a real svelte guy. So he's not going to, he might get beat up by some more uh, man coverage. But they're going to have a hard time keeping up with him too. So, yep. you know, mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's just like, sorry, I wanted to kind of, it was just a real great segue there. So, oh, and I'm going gonna, gonna to continue the segue train. Uh, I will say this. We're going to talk about some other receivers and landing spots where I'm just not in love with a lot of wide receiver landing spots, really landing spots as a whole in this draft uh, from a dynasty perspective. But this might be my favorite. <clears throat> I think he's got a chance here. Um, so let's stick with the uh, Jets 
and I'll go to Brees Hall, the, you know, whatever, oh, the, low, yeah, okay. the low-hanging fruit, the guy everybody wants to talk about. He ends up going at the beginning of the fourth, the 204 to the Jets. Um, you you want to say that one again? To the 204, the fourth You said pick. the beginning of the fourth. Did I? I'm sorry. Yeah. The fourth pick in the <laughs> second round. <clears throat> um, and uh, this is important to mention. They tried to move up to the first. I tried. They were going to potentially move up to the first. Something fell through. So all I'm saying, it's worth mentioning, that tells you what they think about about Mr. Brees Hall. Well, the Jets did move back into the first. Were they going to move up there? They were going to move back into the first. Yes. Or move back into the first a second time for four first-round picks overall. Bowsers. Um, Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So it's easy to jump right on the bandwagon here and be like, hey, uh, with three or four, it ended up being three, but with that many first-round picks, Clearly, they're going to get high draft grades. Um, I also love the players they took. Um, obviously, the second question kind of question is, what does that say about Michael Carter? Mm. You know, I think he'll have a role, especially in year one, in uh, Brees Hall's year one. But, um, you know, if they were in love with Michael Carter, they're not doing this to take Brees Hall. Oh, and they what did leave. Kevin Coleman, though, Chris? I mean, he just resigned <laughs> right? with the Jets, too. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, it is impor- also uh, furthermore important to mention that they did leapfrog two running back needy teams in Atlanta and Houston to take Hall in the second. It was smart. It was smart yep, to do so. Very smart. So they love the guy. Uh, they're doing everything they can to support Zach Wilson, in my opinion. I, I, you know, I can't jump on that bandwagon yet. I still need to see more from Zach Wilson, obviously. He did not have a good year, but neither did Lawrence. You know, I think most people would say the jury's still out. Uh, it's the nice way to put it. Uh, but again, they're doing everything they can to support him. Um, my question would be maybe, is he still the one-on-one giving him the landing spot? Do you, where, 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 do you, where are you at on that? Because you, you definitely don't want to take a receiver there, right, Josh? Just because all the landing spots for, um, I guess this kind of goes into a bigger discussion, which I think it goes into a bigger discussion of like this whole like dynasty draft, rookie draft as a whole is this is I feel like and we kind of talked about this before we started recording is that it's kind of a year where you're looking at a lot of these players as more future help than not immediate help in a sense that and I kind of touch on this later but a lot of these uh, uh, wide receivers they landed in decent spots your um, Chris Olave's your uh, excuse me I have them written down here somewhere um, your Chris Olave's, your, um, let me, bro, I've got most of them. Head out. Chris your, Olave, your, your Chris, Chris Olave's, Watson's, your Drake London's, your Jihad Dotson's. Mm-hmm. Like they have, um, you know, they're like, oh, there's, there's decent quarterbacks there now, but who's their quarterback next year or two years from now? Well, that, I mean, that makes them like enticing for this year, but even then they're still rookies. There's, and a lot of these guys are real small dudes. Drake London isn't, but um, you know, they're just small, fast guys. Small, so fast guys, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I'm not in love with this rookie draft in general. I mean, I know you traded up to get the one-on-one in our dynasty league. That's that's fine. There was another trade up, and I was just like, I think this is the year that I'm just going to stand pat for right now and until the draft plays out. Because we do a slow draft for ours, which I kind of encourage a lot of people to do for rookie. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes the pressure off of trying to get everyone together for a, a draft. I think if you're doing a slow draft, I think you shouldn't move up until you there's someone worth moving up for that you think is going to be very helpful for your team, not just this year, but in the years to come. Yep. Uh, which I don't know who those guys are immediately. Back to your question. Sorry to kind of go off on That's a good. tangent there, That's but 
I think Brees Hall is still the one one and I think it really hurts Michael Carter. I just, I wonder if Michael Carter is just not the guy that we th- was hoping he was, and Brees Hall is more of a guy that can do it all, whereas Michael Carter is more of a guy that has some physical limitations, and that's his size. Yeah, you know, yeah. he does. He's catch- just. I don't think he's built like MJD to be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. He does catch you the know, ball that- well. So if they want to spell Brees in the first season, kind of a la a Jonathan Taylor, fine. Which they but, should. Which they should. But, a, but the Jonathan Taylor had a crap ton of usage in college for sure. But the Jonathan Taylor situation was vastly different in that Mac was a vet by then. Carter, this is just Carter's second year, right. so yeah. But still, right. yeah, give, give him a little bit of a break. Uh, that's pretty much all I had on Hall. Uh, just last little note there, uh, Leonard Fournette is probably a winner here. I think a few folks had him kind of going in that area of the draft uh, to a winning team. Uh, so, yeah, Fournette has the reins. Who do you okay, have? Um, let's, take, let's take a look at the running backs here. Um, I got another guy that I love. I we did a, we, I did a little spiel on oh, him yeah. um, a, a week or two ago, and that is Zamir White. Um, I know that Chris was – I wanted to do all deep dives, and I knew Chris would be upset with me. So he's my big deep dive, I guess. Okay. Um, he was taken in the fourth round, pick 122 overall by Oakland. The reason why I kind of liked him, and this is mainly based on this, and it's not – I liked Samir White, and I we have a whole I have a whole bit on him like a week or two ago. So it's not just like oh he landed in Oakland, and it's not because of this. It's but, true. It's true. Um, the Oakland decided not to pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth year option. Nice. One of the re- main reasons why I like Samir White's landing spot. Obviously, I talked about him already. That's fine. But I really wonder if the new Raiders regime with Josh McDaniels and everyone, you know, like I wonder if Josh Jacobs just just isn't their guy, you know, like it's just like, well, the previous regime drafted this dude. He's been he's actually been Josh Jacobs. Like you look at the numbers, he's been pretty solid. But like, as I think a lot of dynasty play or fantasy football players know that there's been times where Josh Jacobs really just left you wanting more. Despite the end of the year numbers, that's mm-hmm. just. You know, it's it's real. It's real odd, like that. You look at his end of the year numbers, and you're like, and you're still like, why does this guy have a bad? Why do I have a bad taste in my mouth with this guy? Especially after last year, where Jacobs had like 54 receptions, and even then, he was just like, that's good, okay. Um, and and you know, White could just be a depth guy, or what if Josh McDaniels brings that New England style of, of rotating uh, running backs to Oakland? You know, just the running back carousel. Each guy has their role or just kind of rotate them in and out. If one gets hot, that that's it's that game, you know? Like, Kyle Shanahan does it a lot, too. Like, just we're just going hot hand here. Knowing it's more of a each running back has his role kind of thing. But And Zamir White definitely has a role. Be, we're not saying that he can't catch. Well, we covered this before. He just really wasn't asked to do so a lot in college. He's more of a straight, you know, one-cut guy. Kind of, you know, maybe a little Adrian Peterson-esque. Esque, okay. not Adrian Peterson, not direct comparison. And maybe that's what Josh McDaniels wants, and he just needs more of a goal line guy. Like, remember, even though Josh Jacobs has, you know, some, you know, a fair amount of touchdowns, I believe Kenyon Drake was brought in to be like more of the goal line guy because Josh Jacobs really struggled at the stripe. Zimmer White said that guy, you mm-hmm. know, he's, he's, he can do it. I don't know. Nice. Maybe he's the, the potential Oakland goal line, you know, guy. It's hard to say. Like I said, he's a fourth round pick. A lot of running backs and quarterbacks and people. It was a weird draft. So a lot of, especially running backs, slid in this draft. And I don't know if it's necessarily based on their talent. It was just like a lot of teams have running backs established. You know, it wasn't a year where teams were 
super running back needy, right? Am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, so I just like if you're looking at maybe he's probably going to be a second round pick at the earliest in in dynasty rookie drafts. Yep. So don't don't be thinking. Don't be like don't being like oh Josh said Zamir White's going to be the bee's knees. No, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that Josh that as a Josh Jacobs manager you need to like ship him away for a bag of balls. I'm just saying that maybe Zamir White's a guy to look for that could bring you some production this year and maybe even in he year could, two bring you more production than he did this year. That sort he, of thing. He could end up starting a, a couple of few weeks for you. Don't, don't, don't think that he's going to yeah, play. Yeah, for sure. Play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about two guys at once. Let's put it that way. Uh, two guys that are kind of, people are in love with their landing spot. We've already talked about how we, we're not in love with a lot of landing spots. So these guys are kind of getting pushed up, getting a lot of hype. Uh, first one is Christian Watson goes number 34 overall. That's uh, beginning of the second uh, to the to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm on record on this very show saying I don't like Watson due to him being very, very raw. Uh, small school, never over a thousand yards, uh, despite being a four year guy. I mean, their projected starters right now are Christian Watson, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Not very inspiring. So so I'm just, you know. I'm not going to say I'm out on the guy. There's going to be a point probably in the end of the first, maybe beginning of second, where the rubber meets the road. And if he's there, I mean, I don't have a bunch of running backs I love. Uh, he is a size-speed specimen. Uh, he could be a project. I seem to recall Devontae Adams being a little bit of a project. But Devontae Adams was dominant in college with Derek Carr. So I'm just, I'm not feeling the, the, the I like the landing spot well enough. Just, I wish it had been one of these other highly, higher ranked uh, receivers we talked about. The next guy, kind of in the same vein in terms of a great landing spot. Uh, it's really getting a lot of hype, especially in the draft Twitter and fantasy Twitter community. Sky Moore uh, goes to the Chiefs. Has only played a wide receiver for three years now, all, all three years in college. Uh, he played quarterback in high, and uh, running back in high school. He will place a lot of slot for Kansas City. Um, in Dynasty, I'm not so sure he's going to hit year one, uh, but the prospect of having Mahomes' number one target, I mean, is worth it, right? Should we put him above other bigger, more pro-ready rookie receivers we talked about today? I think that it's it's there's going to be a lot of paint-by-numbers analysis as far as Christian Watson, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Sky Moore, well Chiefs, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Christian Watson going to Green Bay. I don't necessarily like Sky Moore going to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs already have a small, fast guy, and that's Miko Hardman. Now, has Miko Hardman been all that great in this, what, three years now in the NFL? Yep. Um, yeah, that's right. No, but he has a role on the team. And I think that people are really forgetting about Juju and Marquez Veldez-Scantling signing with the Chiefs. Are they going to be great replacements for... Tyreek Hill, no. It's kind of taking two guys to replace the one. But I think that – I really think people are forgetting about those two signing with the Chiefs and then be like, oh, Sky Moore's coming in and he's the next Tyreek Hill. He's not. No. You know, no. I just – Exactly. That's exactly I why I want Sky, Sky Moore in the first round of my Dynasty draft. It kind of depends on how the Dynasty draft goes, and we'll probably have more about that all next week. Um, I just – as of right now, I don't want him in the first round. I want him more in like the second, you know, exactly. and probably more like the middle of the second. I know I'm trying to maybe yeah, get the numbers don't add value up. Get, out of him, but I yeah, don't want yeah. to overpay for him either. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, like I said, I would rather try and take a rookie at the end of the first round. A rookie, I'm sorry, of course I'm taking a rookie. A rookie running back at the end of the first round with that has upside and trying to fill out my my uh, my running back carousel than a guy who I don't know. Wide receivers can pop out of nowhere. Exactly. You know. And hey, why not move back, pick up a similar player? Yes, probably a worse player, but pick up a similar player in this draft and pick up a second next year or a late first or so on and so forth. Next year's draft, a lot of people feel, me included, is going to be quite a bit better. Uh, last couple of things about Sky Moore. Uh, he couldn't beat out Dwayne Eskridge, who is actually a comparable player to him, who played at the exact same school. He couldn't beat, beat out Eskridge, who also never had a thousand yards in college. I guess they run a lot. Uh, you know, Speaking of Michigan, and yeah. and if anyone's wondering, Dwayne Eskridge was drafted by Seattle last year. Yep, and hasn't done much of anything. He's still got time to develop uh, to to work out. He also has two great receivers in front of him. So yeah, yeah, well, that's a good point. One borderline elite, one good receiver, and you know, yeah. To, to, as a, just to wrap up, Christian Watson, Sky Moore are going to be pushed up because of their landing spot. Both me and Josh understand that. Just temper your expectations. Let's see if we can get some camp news. These guys are raw. You want to keep going with my, with my next guy, which is, well, of course, it's Jameson Williams. Um, like I said last week, Williams is not going to be a year one contributor. I don't want to keep rehashing what I said last week. I just want to be like, this is a guy who I liked last week, and I like it even more with his destination. But like I was kind of saying Earlier, it's he. It's not gonna. He's not gonna be a year one contributor. If you're sitting there in the middle of the first, or even the beginning of the first, and you're not necessarily looking to compete this year, that's not what Jameson Williams is there for. He's there to look at. He's he's there for long term. He only has one big year of college production. I get that, and that was last year with Alabama. But he just he has the 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 speed. He has kind of the 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 height at least. He doesn't quite have the size, but he can bulk up and lose a little. He can lose a little bit of a step to put some muscle on his frame as well. We've covered that in the past. But you're really looking at big picture here. And like I said earlier, with your Chris Olaves, your Drake Londons, your John Dotsons, blah blah blah. Is as far as well, they have a quarterback this year, but who knows? Is it going to be a rookie quarterback next year? Is that rookie going to be any good? And everyone's saying that about Jamison Williams too. Here's a fun fact, Chris. Mm-hmm. The Lions have Jared Goff for the next three seasons under contract. Wow. Can they get out of Jared Goff's contract after this I would year? Hope so, yes, yeah. yes, they can. But they technically have him under contract for this year. And honestly, if Goff comes out and balls out, they might be looking at giving him an extension. That I'm not saying that this mind. is some bold prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that this is an mm-hmm. if. The Lions have done everything to put weapons around Jared Goff. They have a good offensive line to protect yep. him. They have a decent running game, which hopefully can stay healthy and take a step up this year. They have um, Amon Ross St. Brown, and if anyone was paying any sort of attention to fantasy football last year, at the end of the season, Amon Ross St. Brown was like the wide receiver one down the stretch last year. Yep. He was amazing. Maybe not the wide receiver one, but darn close to it. He was on a hot streak for sure. They're going to get TJ Hawkinson back, who's supposed to be healthy by the beginning of the season. They also have some ancillary, uh, they re-signed, or they signed DJ Chark to a one-year deal, too. Chark's had some injury issues as well, but at the beginning of the season, he should be healthy. So come day one for the Lions, they don't need necessarily need Jamison Williams to produce day one, but down the stretch, I think it's going to be more like the middle to end of November before you really start seeing the playing field and maybe more like December when he's really kind of going to be putting up any sort of meaningful stats, if at all this year, 
but dude it's it's a it's a lo- it's a big picture play which you need to think about in dynasty it's not just what can these guys do for me this year it's what can they do for me this year and moving forward too and moving forward is what you need to look for with Jameson Williams he's going to be I don't like to use a lot of definitives, but I think he's going to be a major contributor next season. Next season. And I think that Jared Goff is going to, outside of some major catastrophe this year, I think Jared Goff is going to be their starting quarterback next year as well. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. What I would, the only bit I'll add there is that um, I think, given the talent of the player, and again, oh, prediction, sorry. What the, what the team has done around him, not just on the offensive side of the ball, uh, they could have a pretty decent defense. They, they invest, they got freaking Aiden Hutchinson second overall. Um, is that whether it's golf, I think we're clear it's going to be golf this year, whether it's golf next year or, or a rookie, stranger things have happened. It could be a rookie, Herbert, Burrow. Uh, again, next year's draft is pretty, pretty, pretty stacked. Um, Either or, if it is golf or isn't, I think you're I think you're heading on the right path. I think they could be a productive fantasy offense here at about a you know midway through this year or well into next year. And whoever's throwing the ball for them, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. I just think golf might have something to say about it. To your point, but even if it's not golf, I think he might be making a good play for the future there with Jamison Williams. Yes, a a guy that. You know, if it's a 105 and I can move up to the 105, I mean, there, this is coming from the guy in our dynasty league that has the last pick of the first round this year because it won the championship. Um, if I can move up for a decent enough price, I would probably move up to grab about James a half Williams. round or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. Let mm-hmm. me finish up with my last guy. We'll change positions here a little bit and go quarterback. I'll be quick just because. It does play in a fantasy, clearly, but not as much in a single quarterback dynasty. So let me go with Kenny Pickett here, the you know, the low hanging fruit. But I did want to talk about it a, little, a little bit. I think that deserves some discussion, Chris. Exactly. Um, I think the wide receivers probably take a pretty big hit here uh, with with either quarterback, Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, who ends up starting. Not to mention bringing in two rookie wide receivers in George Pickens and Calvin Austin. Pickens in the second, Calvin Austin in the fourth. Clearly, and going back to the last, I feel like, several years, they're a fan of running three wide receiver sets, so they'll still probably have three on the field a lot. Uh, obviously, Deontay Johnson, Claypool. You know, maybe maybe this says something about Claypool moving forward with the Pickens pick. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Not really. Um, don't so, forget about Pat Fryermuth being in his second year at tight end as well for that. Oh, yeah, he's, he's cemented in there. Yeah, and I do have hopes for him, but from a receiver perspective, you know, I, or should I say from a quarterback and receiver perspective, I'm not in love with what we're going to see, but, um, you know, hopefully I was wrong. Hopefully Pickett, uh, Pickett is the guy and, and, and Malik Willis wasn't, isn't, um, for, for the sake of Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, I'm not in love with what we're going to see fantasy wise there. Uh, just to cover a little bit more of the Steelers draft, honorable mention to Connor Hayward. They picked him sixth, uh, 208th overall. So don't get your hopes up folks. This is don't draft this guy. Just wait on the waiver. He could be valuable. Uh, he is the brother of He's all pro def- He's an H-back, yeah. He's the brother of all pro defensive lineman Cameron Hayward, both of which are the sons of Craig Ironhead Hayward. He may no longer be with us. I don't remember if he's alive or not, but a power back that I watched a lot back in the day, played for Saints and Falcons. Hayward could be listed as a tight end and running back. It's the only reason I bring him up. We can move on. Um, yeah, it's not the only set of brothers they have. So Kitty Pickett, just not in love with uh, you know Deontay and Claypool and the rookie receivers. Uh, Friar Muth will probably still be a tight end one because <laughs> there's not enough of them. Um, but yeah, I don't love what we're going to see fantasy wise from those Pittsburgh 
Steelers. Well, what do you think about Pickett for Dynasty then? If you're at a single quarterback Dynasty League and you need a backup, sure. Take him in the late fourth, maybe the fifth. That's about Ooh, it. Ooh, you think he's, dude, I think he's going to go much higher than that because out yeah. of. Out of all the quarterbacks that got drafted in this in this in this uh, NFL draft, he's got probably the, one of the clearer paths to starting this year. But, and he's got a great franchise around him. I mean, I, I think Steelers are one of the I best think franchises. You, I think you're league. looking at him as more of a probably a third round pick, if not a second. And you need him on yeah. your team as your third quarterback because he might not start at all this year. Yeah, yeah. potentially. I'm the homes manager who desperately needs a backup quarterback. I'm not. I'm not going to take Kenny Pickett. You're going to need to trade for someone then. Yeah. Yep. Or, or, might be another Steelers quarterback in the Guess draft. I got a quarterback for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, Trubisky is actually available in the draft also in our league. So there's that. I mean, that's the one thing that like there was a lot of comparisons about Pickett to Trubisky, and that they're kind of the Pickett same. Pickett can player, run. Which Pickett is can which run. is very odd that i'm like why would you take a player that's very similar to the player you already have on your team i would say two things tomlin emphasized mobility and second picket can run so push back on my low opinion of Pick- right uh, uh push back on my low opinion of picket is he's a running quarterback and he's not a quote running quarterback think of daniel jones and that kind of hot streak he got on where he was a he fantasy. can't run 90 yards we got it <laughs> yeah right no but he he's an <laughs> a- he, he's an athletic guy who can run who can get down the field don't don't but don't be mistaken uh, that does give him some value but i'm still not in love with it cool um I, I got one more since we're doing okay on time i got one more quarterback i would like to talk about and i think mm-hmm. i think you were kind of in in, guy, in yeah. like with him at, at least and that's matt coral mm-hmm. corral carol corral it's definitely carol it's not Carol. It's not Carol. I'm just Dude, kidding. We're not going down the, the, the Tatum hindquarters <laughs> thing with this guy. All right. I, I like, okay. So I like oh. Matt, Matt Coral. He's got a quick release. He's got lots of college experience. He's got some, he's kind of a raw talent. He's got some issues that need to be hammered out, but I think the Panthers can't afford to sit him for at least part of this year with Darnold being their, their starting QB, at least at first. Um, Matt rule has a chance to like actually kind of, I don't like the the term groom has really taken on a negative connotation as of late, but you know, Mm. to kind of mold him as you will into the NFL quarterback that he could potentially be probably better than groom there. Um, And that he could hopefully be the, the Panthers quarterback of the future. I mean, they have DJ Moore under long-term contract. They have Christian McCaffrey under long-term contract as of right now. Between now and potentially next year when Matt Coral could be starting, you know, like they could take that time to uh, to build their offensive lineup so that their young quarterback's not getting beat up and they're just going to throw Sam Darnold to the Wolves for another season. You know, like, I mean, there's a chance that Coral could be starting this year anyways because Darnold gets hurt. He's just as terrible as he was last year. I mean, there's a chance. Um, I'm looking at Coral morally more in like the fourth round kind of territory. Like you're in the flyer territory of your dynasty rookie drafts, that sort of thing. I'm not looking at him in redraft at all, unless there is some sort of major camp news or, um, in significant injury uh, to the quarterbacks in front of him. But yeah, man, I, I just think he's a guy to keep an eye on. And if you're not necessarily in quarterback need, but, you know, maybe down the stretch, you know, maybe next year, 
you have you have some dinosaur quarterbacks in, to, as your starters right now. Your Matt Ryan's, your Tom Brady's, and you need some you need some some dart throws to maybe pick up the mantle next year. Coral could be one of those guys, you know. I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of the quarterback, Desmond Ritter too. But Coral's a guy that was just like because of that quick release. I know Chris really covets, um, which is a good quarterback trait. Um, you know, I think that there's with just the the potential weapons around him too. There, it makes him a decent uh, quarterback prospect for a team that is, as of right now, offensive minded. He's he's the one I'm hoping slips to me that I can get for a backup. Yeah, he can't do anything for me as a backup next year. I, yes, I do need to trade or take a Trubisky or whatever earlier, whatever. I need somebody to back up, a bye weeks injury, et cetera. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I like that. I like that take. I like uh, Matt Coral. Coral. Corral. I believe it's, Corral. it's, I think it's Corral. Well, it's spelled like Corral. Yeah. Two R's is yeah, Corral. Yeah, I think I've heard during the draft they were saying Corral. That's what so I was going to say. We're going to go with that for now. Yeah. Think, think a horse pen, a, ca- a pen for cows, a Corral, not the stuff in the ocean. Like the OK Corral. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, you want to bring us home, um, Bash? Chris, I, I got something for you. I know in Dynasty, I know you're the Austin Eckler manager. Oh, um, right. yes. The, I, if, forgive me. I don't remember where the Chargers drafted him, but they picked up Isaiah Spiller. I believe it was in the fourth. Anyways, so as the Austin Eckler manager, you're not necessarily in the position to be taking him. He was, It was a fourth-round pick, the 123 overall. Thank you. Oh, that's right. It was right after Zamir White. Um, exactly. Spiller is kind of the guy that I liked that I was talked about a couple weeks ago. I liked going into the draft, the NFL draft, mainly more because he was kind of a guy that can do it all. He has, certainly has plenty of receiving work in uh, college, has some blocking ability, not the greatest, but you know, his main, his main uh, knock was speed, but that could have just been a bad 40 time day for him. Could have been some minor injury. Yeah. I'm not making excuses for his 40 time. I'm just, throwing potentialities out there. Mm-hmm. But as Austin Eckler, a guy who can do it all, but has also had some injury history, are, as an Austin Eckler manager, would you want to handcuff, would you want to try and draft Spiller to handcuff him to Eckler? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, with this where caveat, would you? Where, I mean, oh, I'm seeing him still going like the first. I think that this is kind of a lot I of... I think I'd have to get back in this. I think I'd have to get in the second. That's probably not going to happen for me, but... Uh, for other, Eckler I don't managers. think that he's gonna. I don't think he should be going in the first round. Ditto. Not at all. Ditto. But um, uh, he's he's one of those perfect examples where uh, landing spot outweighs a bad combine number. Uh, maybe it truly really is. Bad the, combine number was really his. Exactly. And and dude, he had seventy four career receptions in college, but they weren't just like fifty in one year, ten here, and you know twenty there or whatever. It was like spread spread up. Yeah, it's that's impressive to me coming from college. So there's that. There's the injury to uh, history of Eckler that you just mentioned. I will say though, they do love uh, Justin Jackson, so we're probably talking about a next year thing. Unless he wows and Justin Jackson is more of a he needs to be paired with. well, Larry Roundtree. Roundtree's a big dude that doesn't catch the ball well. Justin Jackson catches the ball well, but doesn't really do great in power situations. You know, there it takes two of them to replace Spiller, whereas Isaiah Spiller, or to replace Eckler, whereas Spiller could just replace Eckler if he were injured. And 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 is a good guy to spell Eckler. That and wasn't my, really I wasn't trying to force a pun there. But Right. Yeah. And my point is I think you know, we're speculating. I think next year it's still Justin Jackson as the backup running back to uh, Eckler. They could easily cut Eckler at any time too. 
God. Well, they just signed him a year or two ago. But yeah, that would be devastating. <laughs> Let's hope not. At least not this year. <laughs> His dead cat money over that I'm looking at right now is next to nothing. Though they're gonna they're gonna roll with him this year, but they yeah, can just be like, no, we like this spiller dude and just and just trade yeah, him. Yeah, but away, Eckler's you know? cheap. Eckler Eckler doesn't have a Zeke contract. He's, it's like I know. I'm just saying. Okay. You know what's cheaper? A rookie running back. Exactly. Hey, I'm Mr. Running backs don't matter. But uh for my dynasty. Anyway, so yeah, like I I think you're absolutely right. I think if you're dude, I'm not I'm not saying draft Spiller in the first round. No, nope. I'm not saying nope. that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but round two, the end of round two, more likely, a little more like it. Yeah, I would want anyway. Spiller over over Zamir White. If if you know, I talked about Zamir White earlier, but I would definitely want Spiller over Zamir White. I think that there's more potential in Spiller than White. Yeah, like- White has maybe more year one potential, but long term. Anyways, yeah, Spiller over White for sure. Uh, one more question for you, Chris, mm-hmm. and then we'll Wrap ride off into the sunset. Kenny Walker, the third, or mm-hmm. as I heard that he likes to be, he prefers Ken, Ken Walker, the third that- running back. He was drafted by Seattle in the second round. Also, the how do you feel guy. about him? I, and I, and I wanted you to, I wanted to ask you about him because last week or the week before you talked about a guy that you really like, and, and he is a do it all back. Maybe, a no, he was, he ran a good for you time. Not much of a. For his size, absolutely he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of more me. of a one-year wonder, I, I th- if memory serves correct. What, the, what was the knock on Ken Walker, and why did he go, like, I don't know. Ken Walker, he doesn't have a lot of receiving work. Michigan State doesn't throw to their backs That's a lot. He also That's had to uh, transfer from, I don't remember where. Uh, somebody doesn't matter yeah exactly so that those are the things you know that you could uh, knock against him and then obviously the presence of Rashad Penny and I guess Chris Carson I I, I don't say Carson is a a, is a uh, afterthought but I'm going to go and slot him at second or third on the depth chart I just injuries uh, I know they like the guy but Penny showed something last year but I just it's frustrating because I thought Penny's deal though was just mm-hmm. it was a one year, so like for sure, prove it or prove it again or however you want to look at it, prove it the first time. Yeah, it was a definite. Um, so they could get rid of him at any time. It's hard to say. I really liked Penny coming out several, you know, a handful of years ago. I thought Seattle buried him on the depth chart. He got hurt quite a bit too. Uh, Carson outperformed, so maybe Penny wasn't as good as I thought coming out. If that's the case, I got I got to lead Walker. I think Waller, Walker's a heck of a running back. It's not it's not enough to make him the one one or whatnot, but I just can't see somebody going, unless they're in love with the receiver at 102, I think it's still Walker. <clears throat> Again, you're not always making a move for this year, although you think a team picking at 102, 103, 104 needs somebody this year. That's fair, but I'm just saying, I think eventually he's the back you want in Seattle. Yeah, and here's the thing about Chris Carson. He had a neck injury, and it was bad enough that he missed the rest of the year, and there's yeah. still, as of a month ago... And this sucks for a guy who I thought was a pretty good uh, second-round pick last year in redraft, and he was at the time. It's just this neck injury. It's a neck injury. It's not his legs or his arms or shoulders or anything like that. It's his neck. It's not a, his ability of yep. – it's the ability to be to continuously keep taking hits at the running back position and in football in general is what's going to be whether he can come back or not. And I think that's why they took Kent Walker. So. Yep. I think that that Walker deserves to maybe be in the first half of the first round. Like I think Pete Carroll's going to sure. get what he wants, finally get what he wants this year as a quarterback who's not going to say, keep letting me throw the ball. Russell Wilson, I'm not saying that Russ is a big baby about it or anything, but 
Drew Locke is they they don't know if they want to throw the ball out with Drew Locke, and they're going to have uh, Penny there and a healthy uh, uh, Ken Walker there, and maybe hopefully hopefully for Chris Carson at some point he will be able to come back and play football. But until then, I think uh, Ken Walker was their insurance policy behind Chris Chris Carson. You know, whether he and just so, takes eighty percent of the job or he ends up being another Jonathan Taylor, you know, gets spelled in week in uh, year one. I think he's still the pick. Okay. I think he's still the pick. You think? Do you think he's the one hundred two then? Yeah, yeah. I'm just not in love with many of these receivers. I think he's definitely over Sky Moore and uh, the guy in Green Bay. Uh, he's I think you're going to have to go a lot higher in the draft to get Ken Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, then, then where? I'm, yeah, no. I'm saying he is the one hundred two. Did you misunderstand me? Right, um, but you were like, "Well, I like him more than." This guy more. I'm like, yeah, you better like him a lot more if you want to have a realistic chance of getting him. Yeah, I was just thinking it through. Uh, Ola- I like Olave, but I don't like his landing spot. I don't like his quarterback. So it's like, yeah, you got to go running back, man. I yeah. saw I saw um, something that, yeah, Jamison Wilson, Winston threw the ball deep a lot more than you thought last year. Cool. A lot more. Um, anyways. That's been amazing fantasy football. Uh, we just did some draft coverage. Um, we're not, we haven't quite nailed down next week. We'll probably do some more uh, draft takeaways, but maybe lean a little bit more towards the um, prepping you for your rookie dynasty rookie draft sort Absolutely. of thing. Yep, yep. Because ours starts on Friday the thirteenth. Dun dun dun. That's in twelve days, and some people have already done theirs, which I thought was insane before the draft. Yeah. Most like, folks, why would you do it before the draft? But dude, there's some there's some freaks out there. I think there, most you folks know? do it at the beginning of May. Uh, they get excited and they want to do it right after the draft. Don't ever do it before the draft. But you're right. There are people that do that. We we like to wait a couple weeks to maybe hear a little news, maybe watch a couple trades and free agents work themselves out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, hopefully, hopefully we'll have some uh, free agency news again next week as well. Uh, come on, Colts, sign Will Fuller. Come on, Colts. Anyways, uh, until next week, you can follow me on twitter at josh affb you can follow chris which is on the lower thirds at uh i think i'm getting it right now i'm backwards that way below you it's right there actually amazing (laughs) fantasy seven on twitter as well um you can uh there's also our 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 discord link that you can get to which will be in the show notes and until then uh please rate and review us wherever possible or follow us on facebook and leave a comment as well uh even if it's a constructive criticism comment we'll take it until next time everyone which will be probably approximately a week from now have a good one adios